Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com, and welcome to another episode of The John Morris Show. In this episode, I'm again going to be answering a question that I received over on Quora.com. And the question is, how can a freelancer win their first job on Elance? And how to make the client trust someone with no reputation on the site yet? Now, before I dive into my answer to that question, I wanted to let you know that I have just released my responsive web design 101 and my PHP and my SQL 101 courses over on BitTorrent and YouTube. So I've had a number of people asking me about those courses. So I just want to let you know that those are available there. Now, the easiest place to get the links to all my courses is to head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash training, and you'll see all of the courses that I have available there. So head on over there and check those out if you're interested in those courses. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into the answer to this question. So it goes on to ask, if the freelancer has a great portfolio and added all the required skills, the client will still look for how many job jobs one completed and will also need to check previous ratings. And that is absolutely true. In the majority of cases, clients are going to look at your portfolio your testimonials or slash reviews on the site and the amount of work that you've done on the site. So those things are all very important. They'll probably look at those things first before they actually read your service description and so forth. So what do you do if you're new to the site and you're trying to build some sort of trust in order to get hired? Because trust really is the most important thing. And I think that's the first part of my answer, the first thing to cover when we talk about being successful on these sites is to understand that trust is far more important than talent. I see a lot of web designers and developers trying to sell on talent and uh, completely ignoring trust. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't want to showcase your talent, but that does mean that you need to also show uh, develop trust with a client. And really, developing trust is probably going to get you further than uh, once you reach a certain level of talent uh, that you can display, then it, it is, it's only going to get get you so much. It's diminishing returns. At that point, you need to focus on trust. All right, so how do you do that? Well, the very first thing that, and again, I harp on this. If you've <laughs> listened to the show for a while, I probably say this almost every episode. The most important thing that you can do is to be relevant or to be specific or to target correctly. I say it a number of different ways. But targeting a specific niche and positioning yourself as a specialist and an expert on that specific thing will do more for you in terms of gaining trust than almost anything else. Because clients will choose specialists over generous almost always. Now, an example I like to use is the difference between a handyman and a plumber. So in the United States, on average, a handyman earns about $20 an hour. Whereas a plumber earns at a basic level $45 to $65 an hour. And that's just for the basic stuff. Now, you could call both to have your pipes fixed. right? You, most handyman can, handymen or handy people can do some basic pipe work and basic fixing of your pipes. But who do most people call when they want their pipes fixed? They call a plumber because he or she is a specialist in that craft. And that's the same idea when it comes to web design and web development. 
a client sees someone who has positioned themselves as an expert on, say, building a WordPress plugin, has a portfolio of all the different plugins that they've created, has a bunch of reviews from clients they've created plugins for that rave about how great they were, and outlines in their service description the actual process or services that they give away or that they offer for building plugins. If you want a WordPress plugin built, you're probably going to hire that person over the person that says that they do plugins, they do themes, they do bug fixing, etc., etc. You're almost always going to pick the specialist. Even if they don't necessarily have as many portfolio items or as great of portfolio items or as great of reviews, you're still likely to pick them because they're a specialist. So, again, being a specialist versus being a generalist is the first most important thing that you can do. Now again, to go deeper with that, how do you do that? Well, let's say ultimately that you want to work on WordPress jobs on Elance. You want to be able to take on a bunch of different uh, WordPress jobs. Now, if you have no reviews, no jobs, none of that stuff on Elance, and you go try to go right into that market, you're going to have problems because there's a lot of other people in that market that you're competing with who do have reviews who do have five-star ratings, who do have a lot of jobs uh, that that they've completed. So it's going to be difficult for you to compete against those people. So here's the big secret. Don't. Don't compete against them. You can't win. Okay, so don't play a game you can't win. Play a game you can win. So what's the game you can win? Well, maybe instead of saying you're a WordPress guru, you say that you are specifically a WordPress bug fixer. Your specialty is fixing bugs or maybe it's even further. It's you know fixing bugs in themes or fixing bugs in plugins, right? Or maybe you go specific by saying that you're not a WordPress generalist, but you pick a, a specific plugin that you see a lot of people need help with on sites like Elance and Freelancer. So you do some research and you see there's a lot of people asking for help with the WordPress SEO plugin, for example. I don't know if that's true, but let's just say so. So you position yourself as an expert on the WordPress SEO plugin. That's going to allow you to get relevant work experience related to WordPress, but because you're going more specific, you have less competition. There's I I would guess there's probably not too many people out there positioning them specifically as a WordPress SEO plugin expert, right? So you're going to have a lot less competition in that niche. Now, are you going to be able to stay in just that small niche long term and make all the money you want to make? No, but you can get jobs and you can build up your reviews, your, you know, your five star ratings, your job history on Elance by going more specific. And once you've built those up to a point where you can compete on a bigger scale or in a bigger niche, then you can move up to that bigger niche and have more success. So need to think it through and see how you can go more specific in order to win at first and then leverage that experience and the reviews and the, the ratings and history that you get from that to then be able to compete in a larger niche and then a larger niche and so forth. Now, you never want to go too general because then you'll, uh, you'll be, you don't want to, I would never suggest going so far as just saying, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a web guy or I'm a web girl, right? I would never go 
quite that general because then you're going to get, uh, you'll just, what you're trying to offer will never really resonate with anybody. But you can move from smaller niches up to bigger ones using that method. And that's what I would suggest you do. Second, if you're new to Elance, and I, I get this vibe from this question that this person has web design experience and has worked with clients before, but just has never been on Elance or Odesk. So if you have that experience and you're an experienced developer and you have portfolio items and so forth, then all you need to do is you need to make sure that you say on your profile, look, I'm new to Elance, so I don't have a lot of ratings and job history and so forth, but I've been a freelance web designer developer for five years or 10 years or whatever it is. I've worked with X number of clients and and specifically say that and then include in your pro portfolio the items that you've done off of Elance. Now, that's going to let people know that your job history and your ratings and stuff, the reason that you don't have a lot of them is because you're new to that particular site, not that you're new to web design. And you really need to make that distinction. Now, on the other hand, if you're totally new, if you you know, if you're a totally new web designer and you're just getting started, then one of the things that you can do in this scenario is you can offer a limited time discount. Now, I recently finished a podcast where I said you should never compete on price and I absolutely believe that. However, at first, you can use price to get you some jobs and get you some experience. Understanding that you're not going to you're not going to make the money you want to make doing that and it it should be temporary and you need to tell clients it's temporary. So I'm going to offer the first 10 clients a 20% discount because you don't want to undervalue what it is that you do. So if you don't say that it's temporary and why it's temporary, then clients are going to think that that's just the regular price. And you need to make sure that that doesn't happen. So you need to say, I'm offering this limited time discount because I'm brand new and I'm building up my reputation. You just tell them straight out why you're doing it. And then offer that limited time discount. You'll get some business and then when you reach whatever you set as your, your limit, whether it's time or number of projects, then you raise your price and now you have ratings, you have reviews, you have job history, you have portfolio items and so forth. Okay, so if you need to offer a limited time discount for a while, if you're brand, brand new, go ahead and do that. But it should never uh, be your long-term strategy. And you should also mention what the regular price is, right? So if you're charging regularly 3000 for a new site build and temporarily charging a thousand or whatever, then you should mention that, Hey, normally I charge 3000, but because you know, I'm brand new, I'm only going to charge a thousand. Okay. So make, just make sure that it's limited and that you tell them how much it's limited by how long and why. Uh, that way you set yourself up to be able to raise your prices later on. All right, next, uh, this was mentioned in the question, but just again, for anybody who's listening, uh, who, you know, maybe new to this, your portfolio, your certification, cations, and your tests. Most of these sites have these things and those things go a long way. Those are some of the things that people look at your portfolio, especially 
one of the most powerful things that you can do is, uh, as I mentioned in step one, be relevant and then have a portfolio that backs that up. It's a powerful one-two punch for you to say, I am an expert in creating you know, WordPress plugins, and then you have a portfolio of five items that are different WordPress plugins that you've created. You know, yes, it's better if you had to go along with that testimonials from those clients and ratings from those clients. But if you're new to Elance and these these projects happened before you got on Elance and they weren't Elance projects or freelancer projects or whatever, then having the portfolio items there is still powerful and something you should do. Now, if you, again, are brand new and don't have this stuff, Go ahead and create it anyway. You don't have to create your portfolio items for a client. Nothing says that your portfolio items has to be filled with stuff you did for clients. It's better, yes. However, it doesn't have to be that way. So if you're saying that you're a plugin developer for WordPress, go build five plugins. Put them on the repository if you need to, or just build them and take screenshots and show people on Elance what they look like. What you're doing in your portfolio is showcasing your talent. So that doesn't have to be stuff you did solely for clients. You won't have that if you've never done client work. So go out and just build some stuff for nobody and uh, put those in your portfolio. It's going to, that will do far more than probably anything else that you can do uh, to help you get clients if you're brand new. Fifth is one uh, a, a technique that I think is, uh, I love this technique. Uh, I can't claim ownership to it. Um, it comes from Ramit Sethi, uh, who uh, it's, I will teach you to be rich.com and does some, uh, teaching on freelancing over there as well. More general beyond just web design and web development. Um, but he calls it the briefcase technique. And so the briefcase technique is that if you, let's say you go on Elance and you see a job proposal that you want to bid on and they've laid out exactly what uh, they're after instead of simply just writing a proposal and saying here's what I'll do go ahead and do some work on it okay so for example maybe it would involve creating some mock-ups of a website go ahead and create those mock-ups and show them what you would do not just tell them and show them that you've already put some work into it and that you're willing to go the extra mile uh, and then send that to them that technique is incredibly powerful because probably nobody else is doing it. Uh, and it shows them, it's going to just show them straight out what it is that you can do. Selling is all about demonstrating value. That's at the core of it. It's demonstrating uh, your value, your skill set, your, uh, your reputation, trust. It's all about demonstrating value. So if you can give them something physical or digital in this sense, that demonstrates directly the value that you have to offer and shows them exactly what you would do. It makes the decision easy. Now, if they don't like what you make, then they'll probably won't hire you. I mean, that's just, that's the way it goes. But if they do like what you make, then they'll probably immediately hire you and not even consider anybody else who hasn't done that same thing. So now that can be difficult to do, but if you're new and you're trying to build up some momentum, then, and you don't have the ratings, you don't have the reviews, you don't have the job history, you're gonna have to do something else. You're gonna have to put in some extra work somewhere. That's a great place to do it. And then as you build up your job history and your reputation, 
you may not have to do that as much. Now, you may still want to to make sure that the project you bid on you win, but you may be able to get away with not doing that after you've built up some of the history. All right, the last uh, method that you can use then is to create content. And I call this cheating. <laughs> it's not really cheating, but in terms of the inside of Elance, you know, the inside baseball of the competition there, what you're really doing is bringing in stuff from the outside. So you're, you're actually getting clients to outside of, say, Elance or Odesk to hire you, and then you make them hire you through Elance so that you build up your reputation and your job history and so forth on those sites. So create a YouTube video where you walk through the common fit pitfalls of building a WordPress plugin or the five five steps to building a WordPress plugin or you know the the best practices of building a web WordPress plugin or whatever it is for the niche that you happen to be in create content that will attract the type of people who are likely to hire you okay now you might be thinking well that's going to attract developers yes but it also attracts where a lot of your clients are going to come from and that's DIYers, online business owners who are trying to do it themselves. And so they will be searching for your content as well. They'll find it, they'll see your content, and they'll see, wow, this guy's really good, or this girl's really good at doing this. And then at the end of that content, you give a soft sell pitch, and you say really something very simple. You say, now, if you don't want to do all this yourself, and you'd rather just hire an expert to do it for you, then you can find my profile over on Elance and you can get in touch with me and we can talk about how I can build your plugin for you. And that's it. And then you just give them a link to your profile. If you create video after video after video after video, put it on YouTube where you do that, eventually you're going to have uh, lots of people visiting those uh, videos and you're going to get a steady stream of people heading to your Elance profile. Now, you're not even competing with everybody on Elance. Uh, you're actually cheating, quote unquote, because you're bringing in people from the outside who come to Elance just to hire you. And at the end of the day, that's the big secret of how I was able to be successful on freelance or on Elance uh, and Odesk and the other sites is I cheated. I brought in people from the outside. I took at the very beginning. There were some projects that I took on where I bid on jobs on Elance, but very quickly, what I did was I was getting. Uh, quote requests from outside because of the content that I was creating and I made those people hire me on Elance. So all the projects I was getting on Elance at that point were invite only projects where I was the only one invited to them. Right. So I'm competing with nobody and that helped me build up my job history and so forth on Elance. And then eventually, as I always recommend, I was I've moved completely off of Elance and just started doing all of those projects on my own site once I had built it up enough. Okay, so that is the method that I would use to start winning jobs on Elance and Odesk and Freelancer and how to create trust with clients so that they'll hire you. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of the show. I want to thank you for listening. If you have a question you'd like to ask me, you can head on over to core.com slash johnmorris-67. Ask your question and then go ahead and invite me to it and I'll try to get it on the show. Also, you can tweet me 
at JP Morris using the hashtag JMO I want to know. I'll try to get those on the show as well. If you haven't yet, wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And also, if you got value from this episode, please be sure to like it so that I know that you're getting value from the topics that I'm covering and the information I'm putting out. All right, and if you haven't yet, then head on over to johnmorrisonline.com and download my seven strategies to turn your code into cash cheat sheet. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.